Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter, at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you a little bit of a a surprise uh, episode. I was sick late last week. Um, And then when this news of Texas and Oklahoma broke that they were going to join the SEC a year early, 2025 was supposed to be the original year. It's now 2024. Just next year, July 1st in 2024, Texas and Oklahoma will be official members of the SEC. So plenty to discuss there on that topic that I didn't get get to really discuss uh, late last week over the weekend. Um, Got the COVID, so uh, put me down for a couple of days, a rough couple of days, but back, ready to go right here. On Gators Breakdown later on this week on Gators Breakdown, of course, Will Miles and I will get back together. Teased it last week, of course, we're going to start turning the page to the class of 2024. We'll take a look at some offensive targets this week on Gators Breakdown. Next week, defense, and then uh, we'll see where we go with it. Uh, Probably a big concentration on the state of Florida uh, coming up as well. So plenty, plenty to uh, look at there uh, on the class of 2024. Uh, But also, just to get your guys' thoughts, too, uh, with the the comments of uh, that – I know we'll be hot and heavy for uh, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC. Your thoughts and all that. I'll ask for some of your comments on some of these topics uh, coming up here, there. But uh, one announcement here for uh, Gators Breakdown Plus, uh, though. So two, three weeks ago, I put a poll up on Twitter uh, asking you guys if you'd be interested in ad-free episodes, of course, on YouTube. But they won't be ad-free. But if as Gators Breakdown Plus members, it's going to be a new option for you. For Gators Breakdown Plus members. So, link is in the description to join gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm. But uh, you see uh, some of the benefits there you get. But one new benefit will be ad free episodes. So, all the inserted commercials and stuff that go on Gators Breakdown, if you listen to the audio version right now, if you heard it at the beginning of the episode or later on in the episode, uh, you won't hear those. So the stuff I'll promote for myself will still be there, of course. But the all the other ads, of course, won't be there. I'll take them out uh, for Gators Breakdown Plus members. So, of course, you get access to that Discord server. 
Uh, the conversation's always going on there. Kind of where this episode stemmed from. We were talking about the Texas and OU movement to the SEC, and I was like, you know what? I didn't get a chance to talk on it last week. Let's do it right here on Gators Breakdown uh, for a kind of impromptu episode. But as I said, if you want to join Gators Breakdown Plus, one more benefit now will be the ad-free episode. You get access to that Discord server, as I said, uh, access to early episodes, normal Gators Breakdown episodes. You'll get access to those. Uh, the Q&A episodes I do there on Gators Breakdown. I've been doing a lot more of those lately as well on, on Gators Breakdown Plus. So access to all that, giveaways, uh, more of those come you know, closer to football season. We're going to try and do some more of those as well. Uh, but also, you know, that starts at three bucks a month. That gets you access to all that stuff. But also, uh, if you get involved, um, I do the – I'll send an email out to – uh, those members or the total access members, you can send me questions and we'll do special Q&A episodes uh, that are just the questions you guys submitted there. Uh, and then total access, of course, if you want a one-time shout out right here on Gators Breakdown, that's a, uh, another benefit uh, right there. But you can see GatorsBreakdown.SupportingCast.FM. You can join it right there. You see the tiers uh, right there. And also GatorsBreakdownMerch.com, of course, some new merch options there. Check them out. Link is in the description there as well. To check out all that good stuff. All right, let's get to it. Texas, Oklahoma joining the SEC in 2024. And of course, the, the, the big question, and I tweeted this out when that news was announced, is, man, how does this affect Florida? Because not looking past the 2023 season, but already knowing that 2024 schedule was tough because of the out-of-conference schedule for Florida. And it's going to make the schedule even harder for Florida in 2024. We don't know what the SEC is going to do. I'll get into that in just a second. But as far as Florida in 2024, you had the out-of-conference schedule already set up for Florida State, of course, on a schedule every year as an out-of-conference opponent. But Miami was scheduled for 2024, and UCF is scheduled in 2024. So it's already going to be a loaded schedule, already going to be a tough schedule because of who you put out there at a conference. And now Texas and Oklahoma coming in, it's going to affect the schedule somehow, some way. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's going to be very interesting how the SEC responds. That's going to be that whatever the SEC is going to do is going to affect this either way. But if the SEC goes to nine conference games, there's your schedule. Nine SEC games, Florida State, Miami, UCF. There's your 12-game schedule. We, are, we would already know. if it, Who knows when this announcement from the SEC is going to come, if it's going to be eight or nine conference games. I'm, that, I'm sure that will go a long way in deciding what Florida is going to do here with this schedule. I keep it the way it is. I mean, okay, oh, well, you know, it's going to be a tough schedule. But does it force Florida to drop one of Miami or Central Florida? You're not dropping FSU, of course. But does it force Florida to drop uh, a game versus Miami or UCF? They're not saying it should happen. But I can see a change being made due if the SEC changes the number of conference games. If they figure out an eight-game conference model, okay, it's definitely probably going to stay as is. Let's add a conference games. FSU, Miami, UCF, there's no need in changing those. But if it goes to nine, I can, I can see something happening to the 2024 schedule for the Gators. I mean, we saw Florida you know, have to drop the Miami series when the SEC was formed in the early 90s. 
when they were not foreign, but when Arkansas and South Carolina come over out of 12 teams, then the schedule had to get readjusted. So I'm sure they're going to try to probably try and figure this out as soon as possible for reasons like this. I mean, I'm in favor of me, my preference, non-game conference model. I want more good games. If you guys listened to me <laughs> over the years, uh, one, one good thing about the 2020 season is we got those 10 SEC games. Loved it. Um, I've been wanting the SEC to go to non-conference games for a while anyway. I don't care really for the cupcake games. Do they have their place in college football to help the smaller programs? Absolutely, they do. But I want more good games. I want more good games in the swamp. I want Florida to travel to other places. I want more big games. I want that big game feeling more and more. And then you know the 12-team college football playoff as well in 2024. When that opens up to have more good games, where losing a game or two won't hurt as much. Now, I wrestle with that is if that's good for college football. And that's one reason I feel like college football is unique. And we've kind of lost that year by year in recent years where we live and die by every week. It's changed recently. And it'll change even more as we get further away from that feeling and the feeling of the, the, a loss just meaning so much. It won't mean as much anymore. It'll still hurt. You still want to see your team win. But you'll have that oh, well, we still have a chance. We've gotten further away from that. Used to a loss would just do you in. If you had a good schedule, you could overcome it. I mean, Florida's national championships, all with one loss. You know, so they've been able to overcome it, but it's, it's hard. Now the one loss definitely won't hurt you. Two probably won't hurt you because you can still sit here and say we have a chance at an SEC championship, 12-team playoff. But that chance will probably be needed. Adding Texas and Oklahoma is going to make the conference even harder. Going to nine conference games will be very tough. I mean, you're adding two Blue Bloods, two teams that recruit in the top 10. You're making the schedule harder. I mean, so I'm in favor of nine conference games. It's going to make the schedule harder. 12-team playoff kind of makes up for it. You still get a chance to go make that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Whichever the option that the conference decides, eight or nine games, my biggest thing here is they have to get the rotation right. The SEC has messed that up. Shouldn't go six, seven years without seeing an in-conference opponent in the stadium. That's, that's just crazy. So if it's eight or nine, you got to figure out the rotation. Nine, it makes it easier to me. Pretty simple nine-game model. You have three permanent opponents. Now, who, who knows? They, they break it up in pods or whatever. That seems to be the likely thing here, but we'll see. 
you have three permanent opponents, and then rotate the other 12 teams by having six one season and the other six teams the next, then you do it all over again. Straightforward. And that also helps kind of going back to what we've known college football to be. This would stink a bit. It's going to happen, though. But that approach of every other year, as I said, three permanents, so you keep some of the rivalries, but you're going to lose some of these rivalries. You're definitely going to lose some. And that's nothing new. We we lost Florida-Auburn in the early 2000s. Florida-Georgia, that's safe. That's not going anywhere. If they implement permanent opponents, Florida-Georgia is going to be one. But what if we lose Florida-Tennessee or Florida-LSU? I'd hate to lose those games. But I really doubt Florida keeps as permanent opponents Georgia, Tennessee, LSU. I, I, I doubt that happens. I doubt that's Florida's three permanent opponents. And those are some good rivalry games. So if the rotation's done right, we at least see those teams every other season. You at least see Tennessee every other season. You at least see LSU every other season. But one positive of that is, hey, we get Florida-Auburn back on a more consistent basis. I missed that game. I mean, I was a lot younger in the 90s, but I still remember those games as a kid. Against Terry Bowden, the game's coming down to field goals. We've had some classics, Florida and Auburn. I'd like to see that game played more. 2019, I don't remember how big that game feeling was and Bo Nix and I believe Auburn was undefeated coming in at the time to the swamp. Big, big game. Partly because we haven't played Auburn in quite some time and it was a big game. Big game in Gainesville. I mean, he's going to have to figure it out. I mean, for Georgia, they're going to want Florida, of course. They give them Auburn. So Georgia's permanent opponents, Florida and Auburn. For Auburn, look at theirs. Okay, Georgia and Alabama. <laughs> that's, that's pretty tough. The two of their permanent opponents. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But for permanent opponents, I think you've got to have permanent opponents uh, to, to make this work the right way, create, you know, have some rivalries. I've seen in a lot of the models out there uh, Florida, Georgia, of course, isn't going anywhere. That that's that's one that's staying. But a lot of Florida, Oklahoma, and is that forcing something? I, I you know, do I want to see Florida play Oklahoma? Of course. I mean, it's an opponent that uh, one of the new opponents you don't have a really history with. It's going to be some good games. But are we forcing Florida, Oklahoma at the expense of Florida, LSU, or Florida, Tennessee? You know, Tennessee, Alabama's not going anywhere. That one's staying. So does Tennessee get Florida and Alabama? Alabama, you'd have to think Auburn, LSU. I mean, you keep go you go down a rabbit hole of you, you're not gonna be able to keep everybody happy. So get you guys, I'd like to see your comments there. 
Who do you want as the three permanent? And we know George is a given. You're not giving that one away. So it's probably why I have to ask for three. Because if I just asked for the one permanent opponent, you couldn't fathom seeing Florida not playing. Of course, that's going to be Georgia. So if you're joining us here live, as I said, impromptu kind of surprise episode. Didn't really give much of a heads up on that. But thanks for the few of you joining me right here. But if you're watching the replay, listening to the replay, do you want for you three permanent? And do you want eight or nine games? Give me nine games. Give me all the SEC games I can get. <laughs> In 2024, I said it'd be very, very difficult with that out-of-conference schedule. And we know Florida's got some big games coming up. You know, the te- Texas was already on the schedule coming up in, what, the next what, uh, eight years or so? I mean, that was going to happen anyway. You know, does it change? Does it does it changes? Does it change Florida's out of conference schedule moving forward? I mean, Notre Dame's on the schedule. Um, I think he had what Colorado on the schedule. Cal. I'm just going off the top of my head. Was it Arizona State? I believe. So, who do you want as your three? permanent opponents, and do you want eight or nine games for the SEC? Then I think something else I think you go with here is do you regionalize the SEC a bit with trying to figure out maybe permanent opponents or who you play more? I mean, do you take those West teams and the big, the quote-unquote Big 12 teams or teams that have been in the Southwest Conference and the Big 12 Do you try and regionalize those teams? I mean, you got to keep Texas and Oklahoma together. And then at the same time, I think we have to find a way to get back in Texas A&M. Probably doesn't get a say in this. Texas, Texas A&M. I mean, if Texas is coming in the conference, you got to make Texas, Texas A&M a permanent game. So Texas is going to have Oklahoma and Texas A&M in my, in my dream scenario. But I think that makes a lot of sense as well. But do you regionalize that, that side of it a good bit? You got to keep those games. Missouri used to be in the Big 12. You know, they have a history with Texas and Oklahoma. Arkansas, back in the Southwest Conference days, a history with those schools. So you, Texas, Texas A&M, Missouri, Arkansas, you know, those, those teams have to be playing a good bit against each other. Now, do you throw LSU over there because of location? The Mississippi schools because of location. I mean, I don't think that matters all too much. But, you know, Florida, Oklahoma, uh, um, this has been a conversation on, on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord. If Florida, Oklahoma are permanent, I mean, just think about the distance <laughs> for that. I mean, I remember the, the big joke when West Virginia joined the Big 12 was, I mean, that's a big far travel for, for, for all the teams now. For West Virginia, when they have to go play in the Midwest, and then the Midwest teams, when they have to go play West Virginia, well, it's going to be the same thing now. And we saw it already with Missouri and Florida. That's far enough. Throw Oklahoma into the mix now as well. And then I think also a good point brought up on the Discord, and this is where a lot of this conversation was coming from, on the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord, 
the question was raised, do you stay at 12 games with this now? College football is changing. I mean, this would have to be, I think, college football-wide, not just SEC, but Texas and Oklahoma coming to the SEC is a big part of this, making it 16 teams. You know, USC and UCLA on their way to the Big Ten as well. But something happened to the 12-game schedule. Now, I don't think you penalize most of college football because of an expanded college football playoff. And I don't think it's in the plans, but the question was raised. And I don't think it's anything that's going to change right away. But do you stay at a 12-game schedule? And if you're an SEC team or a team with a conference championship in any conference out there, so you got 12 regular season games, so you're at 12. Then say you make a conference championship game. And then you don't get the bye. Whether you win that game or lose that game, you don't get the bye. So, all right, so there's your 13 games right there. 12 games in the conference championship. That's 13 games. And then the first round of eight teams, because uh, you, you, know, you got 12 teams making the playoff, your top four get byes. So there's eight teams left. So if you play in that first round, okay, that's 14 games. And if you make the second round, there's eight teams left. So you play in your 15th game in the second round. Then you make it to the college football playoff final four. That's your 16th game. Then if you make it all the way to the championship game, that's your 17th game. And you know people, you know, you know people are going to be all up in arms about that. But you don't penalize the rest of college football because you wanted to expand the playoff. Not saying it'll happen. We'll see. But I'm sure it will be monitored if that should happen or not. The 17 games is a lot. If you don't get the bye and you make it all the way to the championship game, that's what I'm saying. You're only affecting one team there, maybe two teams there. You don't make the rest of college football suffer because of the decision you made to go play a 12-team playoff. So I think it stays 12 teams just because of that. Or twelve a uh, twelve game schedule, but just because of that. But I do think I do think it's worth it's worth watching. That's a lot of games in college football. That's seventeen games. Now, how many times is that going to happen? Like, I don't expect the team to make the first round of the college football playoff and make it to the title game. It's, it will happen. It will happen eventually. But how often is it going to happen? I don't see it happening way, way too often. So that's why I don't think they'll even touch it. I think it'll stay at 12 games. Most teams won't even make the conference championship game. Well, not every team will. So you take a game away there. So I'm going through the comments right quick, and I will see. I saw a question here. Uh, let me try and get back to it. You know, trying to re. Uh, yeah, Gator forty nine or eighty eight. Do we know which side each team is going to be on yet? Sorry, just seeing this go live. No, we we don't. Um, we don't even sure. I have a hard time believing it'll be East West like it is now. I just don't. I, I see a pod system maybe. Something like that, where you you, know, you got your permanent teams that everybody plays. So is that the easy way to do it? Everybody plays the same 
three teams every year. And then you branch out, as I said, and play six one year and then six the other and then do it all over again. Uh, but no, there's been no word on how the divisions, pods, however they break it up. Yes, yeah, the Gator 49er also, and I'll bring some more in just to keep it with him, though. He goes, like, yeah, can't lose Tennessee or Georgia. And definitely been liking the LSU rivalry the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, so very difficult. I mean, you're, you're going to concede one of these. I mean, I just don't see Florida getting Georgia, Tennessee, and LSU. And I like, I like Tennessee, Georgia as well. But Tennessee's not going to have Georgia – Florida, Alabama. It's a very, I mean, we're going to lose some games. Is it Florida, South Carolina we lose? Is it Florida, Kentucky we lose? Because think about it too. Your, your upper tier of the SEC, you don't want to see those games go away. So your upper tier of the SEC, your, your Florida, your Georgia, your Alabama, your LSU, your Auburn, you know, those teams are – is it right for them to shoot those teams to play each other every year while the Mississippi, Mississippi States, Vanderbilts, Missouris of the world play each other each and every year? I mean, it's probably – it's going to happen that way because we want to see the big games. We want to see Florida LSU. We want to see Florida Georgia. We want to see Florida Tennessee, Florida Alabama, Florida Auburn. You stack those games, though, it doesn't give you much room to go play the weaker team. So there's going to be some checks and balances here. Ryan Smith says he'd like to see Alabama, Georgia, and Arkansas. Okay, man. Ryan putting it on us, playing Alabama and Georgia every year. <laughs> that, would, that one would be tough, if that's what you meant there, um, Ryan. But, ooh, man. Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas. That would, that'd be a tough slate. That'd be a, that'd be a tough, tough slate. Q Lee, hey, man, thanks for hopping on. I know you're in here for most of the late episodes. It'll be four or five SEC teams in the playoff. Right. Um, I think there's a good chance we definitely see at least three. Uh, absolutely. In most years, there's going to be three SEC teams. There's no way around it. Um, so one of those teams not playing in the SEC championship game, you think one of those teams get the bye week. So, okay, take, take a game off that 17-game slate, I said. But yeah, throwing the wrench into my my schedule thing, of course, you know, say nine nine conference games, six, three. You know, what about the out? What about the out of conference? You know, what do you do out of conference? So we got three games left. FSU still going to be there. You know, I think there's still room for those other teams. You know, like I said, don't really care for the cupcakes, but you got room for, and I think you're going to need it. If you're playing a 12-game schedule and you're playing nine SEC games plus FSU, and if the out-of-conference schedule stays the same way with Notre Dame and all those schools coming up as well, then yeah, you know, playing a cupcake is probably going to be necessary. And it's kind of necessary in the relationship with college football. Those small schools need the money to survive. Um, I'd hate to see 
college football changed so much where it just gets rid of the little guy. Can't have that. But something's going to happen. You know, these super conferences that, that are being rumored and they just break away and do their own thing. I can still see that happening. I still think there's room for the other schools to have their thing. But I do want to see it where we see my biggest thing is everybody. You've got to play each other at least every other year. That's the big thing. That's been my biggest argument for the SEC, the way it's put up now. But going back to 2019 and saying how big that Auburn game was, that's part of the reason why it's so big. We don't play them enough. So it used to be a big rivalry. They got away with it. They finally visit the Swamp in 2019. We need to see that game in the swamp more. We need to see Ole Miss in the swamp more. When Texas and Oklahoma join, we need to see Texas in the swamp more. We need to see Oklahoma in the swamp more. We see Florida going out to Austin more. Florida visiting Bryant Denny in Alabama more. That has to happen. But man, this is going to be tough. Going to be tough. I mean, recruiting in the conference was already hard enough. Now add two more that you throw into the mix. I mean, your top 10 is basically going to be SEC schools. If you look at the recruiting rankings there, I mean, it's what it was this past, past time. Alabama, Georgia in the top 10. Texas, Oklahoma, top 10. LSU, top 10. Tennessee's up there recruiting. Gary Taft says, Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn. I could flip Auburn and LSU. I'd be fine with either one. You know, if 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 you give the choice of who you'd love to see every year, it'd be Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, or LSU for me. I'd be fine with those three. And that'd be a very tough slate for Florida. You know, is how, do, how does a quality come into this as far as keeping – keeping the schedule manageable for everybody in the SEC. Should Florida have to play Georgia-Tennessee-Auburn or Georgia-Tennessee-LSU every year? Well, like I said, 12-team playoff opens up the possibility for that. But at the same time, should you be able to benefit by playing traditionally the lower half of the conference? not trying to throw shade at anybody here, but the Vanderbilts, the Mississippi States, the Arkansas's, you know, teams that don't compete for the SEC championship, the college football playoff, win a recent national championship in recent history. Let's just call it like it is. Those teams, of course, can strike up and for a season, couple of seasons, be up there in that upper tier. But all these meetings that happen, you know, that's part of it. It's how do you tier it? And there, there are tiers in, in, in the SEC. We can be honest with ourselves there. Teams that spend or don't spend as much as the others have the budget, have the support. Yeah, that's, that, that's true. That happens. So how, how does that break out as far as trying to make a schedule in the SEC? 
But I'd like also you know, going to that out of conference 2024 schedule. I'd like to see Florida play Miami, especially with all the, the storylines of the last year or so. Dang right. <laughs> you put that game in the swamp like it's supposed to be. And I've already seen on Twitter UCF fans say, oh, yeah, Florida will try and dunk UCF again. I kind of hope it happens just to see them cry a little bit. And I'll just laugh. But in all honesty, I hope that game happens as well. But if it doesn't, prepare for the Florida scared narrative that'll be thrown out there. I'll just laugh because I know it'll make UCF mad. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Thanks for a lot of the comments you guys sent. Thanks for hopping in this kind of surprise episode here. Uh, Q Lee, yeah, the uh, good question here, and then I'll hop it. Texas, the Texas, the Longhorn Network's going away. Uh, so that was pretty much going to happen anyway, uh, but it was not successful for ESPN. <laughs> so that's definitely going, uh, definitely going away. Definitely going away. Um, I know there's articles out there about it too, uh, but it's, it's dead. Uh, the Longhorn Network will be going. If it's not already going away, I know, I know it's going away. Um, I don't know what the day on it was, but yeah, the Longhorn Network will be no more. All right, everybody. Thanks for hopping on right here. Go join Gators Breakdown Plus. Hop in that Discord server if you want to keep the conversation going. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SCC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me right here on this episode of Gators Breakdown.